The Free For All Roundtable. Round two. On round two today, Jason Agnew is here from the Trivia Show and News Talk 1010. Patrick Brown is the mayor of Brampton. Kareem Assad is a Toronto lawyer and uh, journalist, and it's nice to have you all. Let's start with uh, the man that everybody is talking about this morning, and that is Brian Mulroney, who has passed away at the age of 84. You, sir, owe the Canadian people a deep apology for having indulged in that kind of practice with those kinds of appointments. Well, I've told you and told the Canadian people, Mr. Mulroney, that I had no option. Well, Truman, your next you, question, you had an option, sir. You could have said, I am not going to do it. This is wrong for Canada, and I am not going to ask Canadians to pay the price. You had an option, sir, to say no, and you chose to say yes I... to the old attitudes and the old stories of the Liberal Party. That, sir, if I may say respectfully, that is not good enough for Canadians. I had no option if I was able that to... That is an avowal of failure. That is a confession I... of non-leadership, and this country needs leadership. You had an option, sir. Mr. You could have done better. Hello, I'd like to report a murder. We always talk in the morning after a debate, you know, was there a knockout punch? Almost never, almost never. But that was like the, the knockout punch for the ages. Patrick Brown, I'll start with you because you've been and are still in active politics. Your thoughts on the passing of Brian Mulroney? Well, I thought he was a transformational leader and it's uh, a sad day for Canada. You know, he was uh, a big project uh, um, leader. And if you look at his legacy as prime minister, you, you don't see any future prime ministers trying to change it from the GST to the free trade agreements um, to his more inspiring work, you know, confronting apartheid in South Africa. You know, I, I think when he was prime minister, Canada punched beyond its weight. And, uh, um, you know, he was he was a treasure that uh, that is going to be missed in our country. Karima Sad, what uh, what are your thoughts this morning? I uh, would echo um, some of what Mayor Brown has said. Um, and I think a takeaway from the overall career of Brian Mulroney, with all of its highs and lows and sort of the roller coaster, um, you know, the, the idea that if you persevere, whatever egg may land on your face, if you just keep going, um, you know, that's sort of what you can end with. And, and the more positive things, the long lasting. Um, that's what, uh, you know, people comes to mind. Yeah, Jason Agnew, I mean, you can bring whatever thoughts you have, but, uh, you know, my own observation was, and I covered Brian Mulroney and his second prime ministership and his uh, second election, and there was just so much character there, and in terms of being a character, it was fun. A character is a great way to describe him, John. Uh, and, you know, you covered him. I grew up with him. He was the first prime minister that I knew in my lifetime. And he was a symbol of the 80s to me. I mean, throw him right up there with Hulk Hogan and Wayne Gretzky. He was a celebrity. Let's move on to other issues this morning, including Olivia Chow basically shrugging her shoulders and saying, listen, I don't like the FIFA deal, but it's too late now to pull the pin. Jason, if memory serves, I know you're a sporting fan. I think you're a soccer fan. But uh, did she have any choice? Um, not much a soccer fan, but no, I don't think Tishy did have a choice on this one, John. I mean, this is in play, and this is happening. Personally, I'm not necessarily a fan of it, and I see the point that Jerry keeps bringing up. Of, this is a huge event. There's so much money involved, and why are we paying for this? Yeah, it's true. I was saying earlier this week, and uh, Karima, I'll come to you on this, that you know a lot of the players are millionaires, and they work for billionaires, and yet somehow we're on the hook for this event. Yeah, the costs always seem to be downloaded. And if I'm not mistaken, the 
anticipation of income coming in from sporting events, the tourism, the boosts that that uh, come with that. Um, I don't know that there's a good track record of it actually evening out. Um, so I, I hope that that's not the case with FIFA. Uh, if the costs keep increasing, it seems like it might be. Uh, and, you know, but we are committed. So uh, the best option is to how do we minimize costs and maximize Profits. Yeah, Patrick Brown, I, do you sympathize with Olivia Chow when she says, listen, this deal was made by the previous mayor. I can't get out of it. Yeah, I think it's fair to say this was a decision made before her time as mayor. But now that, you know, that decision is made and those contracts are signed, I think it's her responsibility to make this event a success. And, you know, what an honor to have the World Cup in Toronto. Let's make sure the infrastructure that is invested in can be used um, to host other events down the road that local uh, soccer fans can can enjoy these amenities. And uh, uh, I think it's exciting. I, I should note that the last World Cup team, that uh, Canadian team that went to the World Cup, half the players, including the captain, were from Brampton. So I'm pretty excited to uh, see this happen in the GTA. Well, that's going to be cool. Uh, do you think there's going to be any spillover effect that, you know, like some people might come and stay in Brampton because they can find housing there or find a hotel there and then they'll travel into Toronto, but you guys will get the money? Absolutely. This event is going to be so big that it's going to have a spillover effect throughout the GTA. Just yesterday, I, I had the head of FIFA from Nigeria asking about doing a friendly match before the tournament in, in Brampton. And so I think there's going to be a lot of activity um, that centers around this. Like this is probably the biggest event in the world when it comes to television audiences. Uh, so, yeah, it, I, I think this is bigger than than we're giving it credit for. Yeah, you're right. Somebody was observing this morning that every game is like another Super Bowl. So it's, it's going to generate some pretty serious heat. Uh, the Justice Minister is defending the idea of putting somebody in some form of custody or putting an anklet on them if they worry that they could commit a hate crime in the future. Karima, you're the lawyer. Surely this can't pass a charter test. There are a lot of constitutional issues, I think, with the bill as it's presently laid out. Um, and, you know, I would urge people to think about when creating this kind of apparatus, what happens when the winds shift and the winds of politics inevitably shift? And this kind of legislation, uh, it strikes me as quite draconian uh, and highly problematic if in the wrong hands. Um, and I don't even think that this particular government is the right hands. Uh, so yeah, I have concerns. Well, Patrick Brown, I always, uh, I guess it goes back to my days as a debater. I always say define your terms. And in this case, I'm not sure that they have adequately defined hate speech, nor uh, are they going to be able to justify actually apprehending somebody before they commit it. Yeah, this seems to be too gray, um, and that's dangerous when it comes to um, the criminal code. You know, I I think there are tools right now in the code in, in terms of threats to violence. If someone was, you know, trying to encourage um, a genocide or or uh, hate, and so you know, I I worry that this is far too vague and that could be uh, utilized in the wrong way. Jason Agnew, it's only a bill, so I guess we can tinker with it before it becomes law. It is a region of gray uh, as well, John, but I, I do see what they're trying to do here as far as getting ahead of the actual offense, getting ahead of the actual crime. I've worked with or, or you know, done some 
talks with Halton police about this, and it's very hard to get ahead of these things, even though the police can actually see something about to happen. They see all these indicators. They see all these behaviors that traditionally lead up to an actual crime. So I think the intention here is to get ahead of them, but as far as it being legal, that's going to be tough to go. Again, it's a region of gray. Okay, let's move on to another issue at the federal level. Uh, The DND, Department of National Defense, has uh, suspended a worker. So a full-time employee of DND was also CEO of a company that did some work on a RiveCan. And uh, Jason, I'll come back to you on this one. You know, some scandals are complicated to explain. And also you can sort of think, oh, I know how they got into this. This one, I don't know, like, hey, here's an idea. Bob in accounting can also do this work on a Rive can. Yeah, this seems like the definition of double dipping uh, as far as getting paid here and definitely rings all the alarm bells. Patrick Brown, your thoughts? Yeah, this is just a mess that keeps on growing uh, um, at a time when the government can't afford more uh, more headaches to deal with. Uh, it, it, it doesn't add up. Karima? Uh, a particularly interesting feature is that the same CEO um, was a candidate with the PPC, and part of his platform was railing against vaccine passports. So there are multiple levels of hypocrisy to this. He's since been denounced by Maxime Bernier, but I'm sure this is the story that we'll keep on giving. Fascinating to think that he was willing to swallow a federal contract to produce something that was opposed to his philosophical and political views. Uh, A wild turkey was stalking people in a Quebec town, population 5,000, and the mayor got tired of it. And even though uh, the weapon used is not a weapon you're supposed to kill animals with, and it was out of wild turkey hunting season, a man did use a, uh, I was going to say a boomerang, but a um, slingshot to take out the wild turkey. Then, this is a little gross, cut off its legs and brought them to the mayor. Patrick Brown, you're a mayor. Uh, Would you put a bounty on a difficult animal? (laughs) Yeah, I know we have uh, animal bylaw services and normally in Brampton, sometimes we get coyotes in an urban area and they are sort of uh, uh, walked uh, out of the area um, where there's issues. And so I'm sure there would have been a, an easier way to deal with this other than using a, a slingshot. Yeah, Karima, I don't think you have to be a hand-wringing animal activist to find this a little bit disturbing. Uh, from what I understand, the mayor uh, had tried to engage with the proper authorities and, and wasn't getting anywhere. Um, this is a bit vigilante, but I will say my mom had a slingshot for squirrels, but not to hit them, just to startle them out of the yard. Okay. We learn something new about our panelists every day. <laughs> Jason Agnew, uh, apparently they're going to serve this wild turkey up today, although I hear they're not really good eats. I've never tasted it myself, John, but it does seem a little extreme with the slingshot. And also, why throw the bounty out and not just, you know, try to take care of it with his pal Bob who has a gun, you know, and just or a net. And let's just scoop this thing out of here as opposed to putting this out to the public. This mayor's caused his own problems. Now, have any of the three of you ever had an encounter with a wild turkey? Because I have. No, they look scary. I have. Yeah, I've had one just but in a car to which I stayed in said car. Okay, because they're (laughs) ugly and they're ornery and they usually hang out in packs. And so (laughs) I didn't get necessarily attacked, but boy, did I head off in the other direction. 
Um, quick other story. I know it wasn't on the agenda, but we've got we've skipped through all of our topics. And Patrick Brown, I'll ask you because this affects Brampton and anybody who lives outside of Toronto proper. Go Transit now enforcing this business of only two bikes in any given coach on a Go train, and the real problem seems to be e-bikes, food delivery bikes, and people who are coming from elsewhere into Toronto because that's where the work is. Um, do you think this is a good idea, or is it going to leave people stranded? I, I think it will damage the food delivery industry um, in Toronto because they're largely dependent on sort of workers coming from outside of the city. So I'm not sure how this is going to uh, work, but yeah, it, you see the GO trains now filled with, with bicycles for this purpose. Thanks a lot, all three of you. Have a wonderful weekend. Enjoy beautiful warm weather today and the sunshine. Good to have you. That's Patrick Brown, Karima Sad, and Jason Agnew. Jason will be back on Sunday morning with the Trivia Show. Catch the Roundtable, round one at 745, round two at 845. Weekday mornings on more in the morning. News Talk 1010 Toronto.